Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Joining us now to talk about what's going on, first of all, in the border and also this big breaking news that a New York jury is now saying that President Trump must pay $83 million in damages to E. Jean Carroll. This is the second defamation trial again, a New York City jury. Uh, joining us now is Andrew McCarthy. He is the former assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. Um, Andy, your reaction to this big news that this is, as you know, this is not even the allegations of the assault. This is the defamation, the comments that she says Trump made after the first trial. Uh, your reaction, $83 million in damages? Yeah, and Rita, just to put this in context, in the first trial, as you just pointed out, one of the claims that the jury had to find or make a, re- a verdict on was sexual assault in addition to defamation. So they found he committed sexual assault. They found uh, the former president committed defamation, but they only awarded $5 million with those you know, serious allegations. Here, there was no sexual assault in the case. This is just two defamation uh, allegations, claims. And they didn't have to make a finding that he was actually guilty or liable for defaming her because the judge found that those issues had already been resolved in the first trial. So you don't even have things that are as serious that were, as were in the first trial. And the second jury awards 16 times more than the first jury did. And it just seems to me like as an old trial lawyer, you know, it's really hard to find somebody guilty or in the civil context to find somebody liable. I think when a jury does that, it's got kind of like a cathartic effect that they feel like they've struck a blow. And that has a depressing effect on, you know, sentencing and and the finding of damages because you've already you already feel like you found the guy guilty. Right Um, here. They didn't have an opportunity to find him guilty because the only thing on the table was how much she was going to run up the score financially. And I think if a jury decides that they're going to strike a blow, the only way they can do it in a case like that is on the money side. And they really socked it to them. Yeah, but isn't that outrageous, Andy? You just brought up 16 times more. I mean, and and obviously the first one was uh, with the sexual assault allegations. And this is just defaming. Doesn't this send a message? People look there and they shake their heads and say, where's the justice? Yeah, well, I mean, to me, a, a message could have been sent loud and clear with a lot less than $83 million. It's hard for me to believe, you know, it's it's hard in, in um, it's hard to talk about this, especially as an old guy, when we're talking about a woman who, um, you know, may have been through a, an awful experience, which I obviously can't assimilate. But, you know, if you're just going to talk about this in, in like cold, hard financial terms in the world that she lives in among the you know the people that she cares about she hasn't really been damaged at all she's like a star she's much more um famous and in demand than she ever was before 
And the thought that, you know, Trump has done terrible damage to her in terms of defamation by saying that, uh, you know, he denies that he did it. Um, and of course, saying it in his um, inimitable way, as it were. I mean, it's hard for me to believe that she's been profoundly damaged, which is why I think the jury, even at the first jury, even in finding that she was sexually assault, kept the damages to something that was seemingly reasonable at five million dollars. But here she was she started out this case asking for 10 million and she's one eighty three point three. It's just it's remarkable. It is. Uh, Governor Patterson, you got a question for Andy McCarthy. Andy, what I think is really interesting about this particular situation is both of the parties involved will be stars in their community tonight because uh, anybody who uh, is a big supporter of uh, President Trump has got to feel like he's been uh, really wronged by this process. Even I, as a Democrat, sort of feel that way. In fact, I'm going to set up a GoFundMe page for the president. <laughs> oh, oh, you just oh, heard it here on nice. Cats and Cosby. Governor Thank Patterson, you. wow. Uh, Governor, Governor, I was going to say, uh, if they're both famous in their community, I, I'd rather be at her party tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, uh, Biden versus Governor Abbott. Tell us about it. Yeah, this is this really goes to one of the most significant issues in our constitutional system, which is what authority does a state, which is in our system, a sovereign state, have to defend itself under circumstances where the federal government is derelict in doing its job? Um, so what the Biden administration is essentially telling Texas is we're not in our discretion. We're not going to fully enforce the federal immigration laws. And because we're the federal government and you're just the state government, you can't either. And I think, you know, Justice Scalia wrote a famous opinion uh, in a case called Arizona against the United States in 2012, where he he pointed out in great detail that the states in the system are sovereign. And if you don't have the ability to defend yourself, that is like a basic component of sovereignty that in our federal system. Congress cannot take, the federal government cannot take away from the states. So we have a situation where, you know, the feds are not doing their job and they're telling the states we're not going to let you do it either. And in an election year, we have a president who is going to court uh, on behalf of hordes of illegal aliens against the people of Texas who are under an incredible strain because of, uh, you know, they get a lion's share of the six million people. It's, it's, it's an unbelievable number of people. It's more it's like one and a half times the population of Los Angeles, more people than 33 states. And Texas is bearing the brunt of it. And Biden administration is trying to tell them they can't defend them. And that's what the election is all about. November 4th. That's what I'm trying to tell everybody. That's, you know, November 4th, 170 million people. Well, call them grand jurors or whatever. Vote. You want you vote for Biden if you want open borders. Vote for Trump if you want closed borders. It's pretty simple. I, I, I agree, John. I think it's pretty clear because this president hasn't done anything to reverse it. He could change it by executive order. And the same thing not out, doing out in the, the Santo seat out in uh, Nassau County. Uh, I, I think that Swazi, uh, 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 
goes along with everything with Pelosi and with uh, Hakeem Jeffries. So you want open borders? Vote for uh, Swazi. You want closed borders? Vote for Mozzie. Most importantly, keep us safe. That is priority, John. And we're seeing it, by the way, in Iowa. We saw it in New Hampshire. It is the number one issue. Uh, Andy McCarthy, thank you very, very much. It's really great to have you here with your perspective. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend.